Welcome to Dr. C's Tidbits Podcast, where Dr. C will provide pearls of wisdom on a variety of topics, from health concerns to finances to relationships and on controversial subjects, including racism, societal ills, women's rights, and many more life-impacting topics. Good day, everyone. This is Dr. C. Thank you for tuning in to my brand new podcast, Dr. C's Tidbits, where I will share with you on a variety of topics. I am so excited to be welcoming you to the second episode of season one. The title of this episode is To Cancel or Not to Cancel, where I will discuss the pros and cons of cancel culture. Let's jump right into it. First of all, what is cancel culture? Cancel culture is a phenomenon in which those who are deemed to have acted or spoken in an unacceptable manner are ostracized, boycotted, or shunned. It is the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. Essentially, Cancel culture means to void someone today based on what he or she did or said yesterday. The term cancel grew from the idea of canceling someone in a relationship. When a couple broke up, the ex was said to be canceled from a person's life. Now, as harsh as that sounds, while you can actually cancel an individual from your life, Can you really counsel someone from his or her own life, meaning from his or her own career or platform? That is what counsel culture seeks to do. This is how it works. Typically, person A makes a statement using his or her platform. Then the statement becomes widely known by anyone paying attention in society. Next, Person B gets wind of the statement and is inflamed because person A's statement does not align with person B's dogma, belief system, social position, political ideologies, etc. So person B decides to respond to person A. From there, person A has an opportunity to respond in kind if person B's response was made directly to person A. If so, a conversation could ensue. However, in most cases, there is not direct contact between the two individuals. Person A is most likely a notable person who has a platform, while person B has the platform of a social media outlet such as Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or Twitter. At this stage in the game, both individuals are using their First Amendment right to the freedom of speech and are voicing their perspectives on the topic at hand. And there is not much chance for person A to be canceled from notoriety. But what happens when there is one person A and multiple person Bs, meaning there are several individuals responding to person A's comment or action? Now, the possibility of cancellation has increased. 
And the more person B's there are responding directly to person A's comment or action, the greater the possibility of cancellation. The possibility continues to increase when others join the conversation. For example, a group of person C's come on the scene to respond to all the person B's, even though they have never heard the direct statement from person A. They're just tuned in to the social media platforms with all the person B's and are responding to their take on the statement of person A. Do you see where I'm going with this? One statement or action from one person has now received the attention of the masses. And again, if it does not align with their life perspective, a response will come. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, Everyone is exercising their freedom of speech, which is their constitutional right. However, the more people who are responding to person A can lead to person A being canceled, silenced, or blackballed. This is where my concern comes in. Is the ultimate purpose of cancel culture to cause individuals to be accountable for their words and actions? Or is the primary function of council culture to censor someone's speech, which could be a direct violation of their First Amendment rights? Again, is the purpose accountability or censorship? For accountability, one is being forced to take responsibility for his or her words or actions, ensuring their words have merit and were warranted for the particular situation. For censorship, The person's words or actions have caused harm to others, and there is an attempt to silence the person. I am certainly a proponent of everyone's use of freedom of speech. However, I do believe we should carefully consider what we say prior to opening our mouths and considering the consequences. Here is an example of council culture in action. This is a simple example that did not require person A, a slew of person B's, and then a slew of person C's. It was more immediate, but it gives you an idea of what I'm sharing about council culture. In March 2018, Roseanne Barr's sitcom, Roseanne, returned to television after a two-decade absence. The ratings were raging high on ABC. However, two months later, on a Tuesday, That all came crashing down. ABC abruptly canceled Roseanne hours after Ms. Barr, the show's star and co-creator, posted a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett, an African-American woman who was a senior advisor to President Barack Obama throughout his presidency and considered one of his most influential aides. This is what Ms. Barr tweeted. If the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, equal VJ. VJ obviously referring to Valerie Jarrett. Ms. Barr later apologized, but it was too late. In announcing the show's cancellation, ABC's entertainment president, Channing Dungy, said in a statement that Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values. ABC made a decision to take a stand against racism. Consider what could have potentially happened to the station 
if they had not stood up and made a stand. Here is another example of cancel culture in action. We saw the canceling of Will Smith. At the awards show in spring 2022, the Hollywood actor shocked the audience and viewers when he stormed onto the stage and slapped comedian Chris Rock, who was presenting an award. Smith's actions were in defense of his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, after Chris Rock made an ill-judged joke about the actress's shaved head. Jada has since shared her experience of alopecia. Will Smith apologized for his actions in a statement the next day, saying, Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Will then went on to apologize directly to Chris. He also resigned from his position as a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and has been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Veteran screen and stage actor Harry Lennox, who is an Academy member, called for Smith to return his Oscar after the incident, writing in an op-ed for Variety, the stain on the Motion Picture Academy cannot be easily remediated. The only hope for a justifiable grace must involve Smith voluntarily returning his award for Best Actor. The controversy also led to the delay of the release of Apple TV's film Emancipation, which stars Will Smith, while another film he was working on, Bright 2, has been canceled. Here is my third and final example of cancel culture in action. One of the most famous cancellations to happen in 2020 was that of American television show host Ellen DeGeneres. She came under fire after BuzzFeed News published an article where former members of her staff claimed the star created a toxic work culture. The former employees claimed that DeGeneres is not the same person she appears to be on the show when the camera stopped rolling. Instead, one claimed she was demeaning and her senior executives failed to follow through with her famous tagline of be kind, firing people who took sick leave or bereavement leave. One former employee also claimed that her top senior producers made racist comments and contributed to microaggressions on set. While several of those who spoke to BuzzFeed blamed executive producers and managers on set for the toxic environment rather than Ellen directly, one former employee said that because it's ultimately Ellen's name on the billboard, she really needs to take more responsibility for the environment around her. At the beginning of season 18 of the show, DeGeneres said, I learned that things happen here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously, and I want to say I am so sorry to the people who were affected. Despite this apology, The Ellen Show came to an end in May 2022. So, with these examples in mind, and those that can be likened to it, here is my response to cancel culture and the possible impacts it can have on an individual's life. My response is not in support of anyone nor is it against anyone. I just believe a specific protocol should be followed. First, when someone makes a statement or performs an action that is seemingly hurtful, disrespectful, 
unwarranted, or just out of place, before responding, research the backstory. There is always a reason someone is making a particular statement or performing a particular action. And that is if they indeed committed the act or made the statement at all. Sometimes people don't care what precipitated a response. But is that not important? Would you want your words or actions to be taken out of context? Second, once you know why a person responded the way he or she did, and you are still set on voicing your concern, think about the consequences of voicing your concern. Will your response cause harm to the person's career, platform, or livelihood? And if so, is it warranted? Should they actually have that career, platform, or livelihood? Is the situation that serious to warrant a shift in the person's life, or can the situation be used as a learning experience? Third, if after considering steps one and two, you still feel compelled to speak out in response to what someone else has said, think about your delivery. If your intent is to effectuate change within a given situation, your approach is everything. Choose your words wisely so that you can be effective and not dramatic. When people are dramatic, they do not always achieve their desired results. Consider this. When speaking in shared spaces, people should be open for dialogue a sharing of ideas that can include sharing opposing perspectives. To engage fully, the participants should investigate the position and the context in order to refrain from taking statements out of context and to refrain from jumping to conclusions. In these days and times, everyone wants their voice to be heard, and that's great. However, to be more effective, we cannot just spew out the first thing that comes to mind. We must listen, we must consider, maybe even do some research, and then respond. Now, after having shared all of that, what are your thoughts about cancel culture? i love to hear what you think. Reach out to me. Share. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of Dr. C's Tidbits. Tune in next week for season one, episode three. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Dr. C's Tidbits, a production of CLF Publishing Collaborative. Share this podcast with friends and family, giving others an opportunity to be enlightened. This podcast is available via Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Tune in next week for another episode of Dr. C's Tidbits.